Hello and welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong and today I use lobsters to improve your dating and relationships. <laughs> so let's get started. First, a lot of detailed information about lobsters that will seem neither here nor there. Bear with me. I think it's interesting. I think you'll find this interesting too. So one of the things that I learned about lobsters that I wasn't aware of up until about a year ago was that lobsters are capable of seeing through some pretty insane things. If I were to put a wooden wall between a lobster and its favorite meal, which apparently, according to Wikipedia, is sometimes other lobsters, uh, that lobster would be able to see through it no problem. In fact, they can see through concrete, they can see through three inches of steel, and all of this is an adaptive behavior, right? Or not an adaptive behavior, an adaptive feature. They have the ability to do this so that they can see through the muddy waters where they usually reside, right? The bottom of the pond. They are, in some senses, scavengers, in some senses, hunters. And they need to be able to see clearly, even if lighting conditions are non-optimal. Now, the way that this happens is that lobsters see through reflection rather than refraction, which gives them the ability to perceive the world in a different way than us. And if we were to break this down into human terms, this is basically the lobster's superpower. Like, nothing can stop them from being able to see what they want to see. But by the same token, if we take the premise that lobsters can't really see wood because they can just see right through it, like it doesn't exist, then this easily becomes the lobster's super weakness, right? Like, I could make a wooden lobster trap, and the lobster would be like, doesn't exist, it's invisible! Like, that would be its primary nemesis, right? It wouldn't be able to counter that trap in a meaningful way until it was far, far too late. Then it would be able to be aware that the trap was there through touch, but it still wouldn't be able to see it, right? To the lobster, it would just be a very confusing, invisible wall. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because it's really analogous to people, right? The fact that the lobster has a superpower informs us that it does have a super weakness as well because it's such a specialized thing, right? It's got such a specialized skill set. It stops it from being able to interact with the world in other ways that might be beneficial to it. And I, I will purport, right? I will, I will say and argue for this day, uh, for this point, all day. This is something that applies perfectly to people as well, right? If you are seeing someone right now, whether you're dating them or you're married to them or something in between, you're probably drawn to your partner for a very specific reason, right? There's something about them that really does it for you. So let's say for the sake of argument that you're with your current person because he or she is really, really, really considerate. Right? The minute before you're about to sneeze, they've anticipated your needs and they've got a Kleenex for you in hand. Even before you know you're sick, they've got a tall, warm mug of tea for you. With a little bit of lemon and honey, just ready and waiting for you. Right? They buy you the most considerate gifts. Gifts that you, you know, you mentioned it to them once, like two years ago, and they've gone ahead and purchased it for you, right, in just the right style, in just the way that you like it. 
Now, this is an amazing superpower, to be sure, but you may have also noticed the shadow side of this as well. A lot of times for really considerate people, that considerate behavior comes out of constantly monitoring people, right? Keeping tabs on them in terms of what their mood is, right? How do I make this person happy? And to some extent, there's also monitoring to see like, what am I, what, what, what am I doing that might make this person upset? Right? They're always looking for more information about you. And you may find that in the instance that you stop providing a constant stream of information to them, they get really upset, right? They get really triggered in that instance. That, now, that may or may not be the case. Like maybe you stop answering your phone for like a couple hours and then they freak the fuck out, right? Or like five hours or like an entire afternoon and they're off to the races, right? They're stuck in their own heads because all of a sudden their source of information is gone and they think something bad might have happened. A lot of times with really considerate people, there's also a silent expectation that you be the same kind of considerate back to them. They use their considerate behavior as a means of controlling their environment, whether or not they're aware of it. And that is their blind spot. They don't know that they're doing it. And it's a function of how they've chosen to take on the world. You get a lot of positives from being with a really considerate person. And you also get the flip side, where their super weakness is. So it is with lobster, so it is with mankind. <laughs> the funny thing about all of this is that it's so obvious to us, right? It's easy for us to see that this kind of behavior comes from a different root, right? It's there, it exists because this person is a certain way, they have a certain value system, they're this kind of personality type, right? Easy for us to spot, but for them, they don't see it. And it's hard for us as people to recognize that they don't see it. A lot of times it just occurs to us that they're being completely irrational or crazy and like how it's so obvious to me, how come they can't pick up on this? And unfortunately, that's just not the way it works. It's a blind spot for a reason. The big thing to remember here, and you've probably heard this before as well, is that any action, if you were to take any action out of a person's day, no matter how irrational or nonsensical it appears on paper, if you were to go through and experience that person's life the same way that they experienced it and pick up the same beliefs and have the same, uh, I already said life experiences, but yeah, everything the same, that you meet the same people, you learn the same lessons. When you got to the, that decision point, that apparently irrational decision, you would invariably make the same choice because your values and your beliefs and your memories have told you that that is the best option. It makes the most sense given your context. And unfortunately, um, most of us are moving so fast through life. Life is so fast paced that we don't stop and take time to consider that that might be true that even though this person to us is behaving like a crazy person, uh, to them, it's actually really logical. And if we can stop and take a few minutes to get really deeply in their world so that we can understand, that stops most of what causes human beings to break up with other human beings, right? 
In order for relationships and dating to work, there are two components that need to be addressed, right? One of them is, can we stay together? And two is, is there attraction? And if we can't stay together, then the attraction really doesn't matter, right? Like, there's no relationship without it. So if you can get really, really good at this skill, then you're already halfway there. You, you give attraction the best possible chance to work out. Now, for this, as with most of the work that we do here on this podcast, it makes the most sense to start applying it inward, right? It's really, really easy to spot this in other people. It's really, really easy. <laughs> and it's tempting sometimes to just let people know, to just let them have it in the middle of a fight. Well, you should know that you do this, this, and this. And it's terrible and it's shooting you in the foot and I don't understand, right? It would, it feels like it would be really straightforward to just deliver that information. And unfortunately, um, that's not the way it works, right? When someone tells us information that we might not want to hear about ourselves, it immediately gets rejected. There's a part of the brain that looks for emotional pain and finds ways to resolve it. And it creates things like denial. It creates things like backwards rationalization. The brain will actively look for ways to reject or get rid of that pain on its own because pain is pain. No one likes to be in emotional pain. If the person isn't able to discover it for themselves, it has the best possible chance of it sticking. It also means that you probably won't have to get into a fight about it. So the best thing for you to do, the best thing for us to do, I think, is to begin taking it on for us, not to try to fix the other person, but to look at myself and see where can I find my own blind spots and address them. Where are my behaviors a little bit maladaptive? Where am I taking something that I'm really, really good at things and then applying it where I don't need to apply it? And the sooner that I can begin to address that, the sooner I can live a life where I don't have to suffer at all. There's nothing that disempowers me because I can just be with certain types of communication, or at least as much as humanly possible. The thing that I picked up recently that I really like is that it's easier to wear shoes than it is to carpet the world, right? And I can complain and complain and complain every time that I run into what I would consider to be a bad driver. That is to say, a driver that I can't properly anticipate. They're braking all the time. I can't tell why they're about to brake. They're just doing it. And they're causing my driving experience to be a really jarring one, right? I can get pissed every time that happens. The problem is, that's going to happen for the rest of my life. So my option is to either allow that to continue to happen and be righteously angry or simply learn to be with it, right? Simply learn to understand why that's happening so that I don't have to continue to be mad about it, right? I don't have to stay behind them and suffer, right? I don't have to be inconvenienced by it. I can just change lanes. And when I change lanes, I don't have to have a follow-up plowed of piss-off following me around for the rest of the day. And that's the choice that all of us have. So the lesson today is that you are the lobster. You are the lobster. You have a superpower. You have something that makes you exceptional. 
And you also, as a result of this superpower, have a serious blind spot that messes with your ability to interact with your partner, your relationship, in a way that really, really works. So this week, I invite you to take a look. What is it that you're really good at? And how might that be currently stabbing you in the back, right? <laughs> like, why are you shooting yourself in the foot with your superpower when it comes to communicating with the people that are most important to you? And if you have a lot of doubts, I recommend having a conversation with those people and finding out what your blind spots are. What can you see that I can't see? What is my super weakness? And be ready for that feedback. Be ready to take that on graciously without getting mad at them or shooting the messenger because they're telling you what your blind spot is, right? <laughs> In a lot of ways, they're helping you become unstoppable. So that is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong. This has been another episode of the Great Date Guy podcast, and we'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. <laughs>